Welcome back to the Noble Corps podcast. We are your hosts, The Grunt and John the Chief. And today we're doing something a little bit different, but very special. Today we're introducing a new series to the Noble Corps podcast, The Road to Infinite. In this monthly series, we'll be discussing a specific Halo game in semi-canonical order as we approach the Halo Infinite release in fall later this year. This month, we're going to be diving into Halo Reach. Um, And that's why I say semi-canonical order, because canonly, Halo Wars comes first. But I don't think me or John really have all that experience with Halo Wars. So we're just going to jump right into Halo Reach first, and we'll probably hit Halo Wars with Halo Wars 2 later this year. Yeah, I was going to say... we, we're, no, we're, we're first person shooter guys for sure yeah we're, we're first person shooter guys um so we are we're starting off with halo reach here we're going to be celebrating it um well i believe you know there is you know criticism is there is a good place for criticism in the community this series is more based on uh, appreciation and highlighting our favorite things about each game so don't expect us to go through and really rip in any of the games here we're here to enjoy we're here to appreciate um, and to build, you know, positivity for the Halo franchise going forward. Since, you know what, it could be a little bit of a uh, a tough year going into Halo Infinite just because it's so far away, such a long way. Um, so yeah, without any further ado, we're going to just jump right into Halo Reach here. Um, and kind of starting off with, uh, with the Road to Infinite, we're going to kind of discuss our introduction to Halo Reach, meaning more, you know, we're going to kind of tell... Before Halo Reach lock launched over a decade ago in 2010, you know our buildup, our excitement, um, and really just kind of what we're what we were hoping for with Halo Reach um, before we even actually dive into the game. So, John, I mean, you were you have been a Halo fan for a long, long time. What were you? Uh, so, Halo Reach was officially announced in 2009, I believe, with a with a teaser trailer. Um, but when did you first learn about Halo Reach, and how did you find out about it? Um, I think just, you know, like almost every other kid, you know, either finding it on YouTube or, um, I think in this time TV was very common. Um, and I just so happened to, uh, be going downstairs and like, I was super bored and I was like, I want to watch some TV, I guess. And turn on the TV and I just see, uh, this halo trailer and it was, uh, deliver hope. And I just was oh. watching it. And I was just like, whoa, I was like, what is this? It's like, that looks like Halo. I was like, is that an elite? And just like, was just freaking out about it. And then just, of course, remember Reach. And then it's just like showed Halo. And I was, I was freaking out. I was like, no way. We're getting another Halo game. Are you kidding me? And I was just ecstatic. Like, I was very, very excited that we were getting another Halo game. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because I remember, you know, back in the day, I mean, Halo 3 was done. You know, we had Halo 3 ODST. Um, and I remember with Halo 3 ODST, you know, they were having like, oh, there's the, you know, here's the, if you pre-order it, you can gain access to Halo Reach beta the next year. And that's kind of the first time I heard about Halo Reach was, oh, there's going to be a beta. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're doing a, you know, a book on the game. I don't know how that's going to work. More than half the book is not really like a Halo game. Um. But that's cool. So kind of your first introduction to do it, your first uh, step into Reach was with the Deliver Hope trailer, the live action one. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is incredible. That is one of the best trailers. Uh, I'm not like, it's just ridiculously good. It's really, really good. 
it's still like if there was a Halo movie, that's what I would want it to look like. Yeah, it's it's insanely good looking. And, you know, it, the trailer was very well done, got, you know, just the right amount of live action. And honestly, for its time, the CGI is in like considering is like very, very put together and actually pretty good. I know, and the best, the excuse me, the best part about it is not only is a lot of it in camera, uh, which is cool. So you know, you'll see most of what you're seeing there is actually there. Uh, the Spartans and everything; those are all real, um, you know, outfits and stuff and cosplay. Um, but all, not just that, but that's also canon. Um, so the guy, the Noble Six, in that trailer is actually the the previous noble six before halo reach starts and that's uh, uh i don't remember the number but it's tom um and he blows up the kind of a carrier and that also shows how a uh, cat loses her arm when she gets hit by the banshee i didn't know that for the longest time and i thought when uh when i first saw that trailer that it was it spoiled the game <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh he dies oh that sucks little that i know <laughs> that was when i first thought oh uh, but I, I remember when I really was first introduced to Halo Reach, not even the game, but just uh, my the first time I really was like, oh shit, this is like an actual real game. Um, my dad back in the day, you know, of course he followed the news sites on there, and I wasn't like super to work in the computer, but you know, he told me it's like, oh, it looks like uh, uh, Bungie's leaving Halo, uh, but they're making one more game, and I was like, oh man, this is gonna be the last Halo game that sucks. Uh, but I remember distinctly looking at it, and so like Bungie announces Halo Reach, and it was the original announcement trailer uh, where it's got Reach, but it's just kind of the hu- the camera hovering over the planet, and there's dialogue going on, and then you see like an explosion on the surface and the dark part of the Reach, and then just explosions going off or glassing, I guess, um, and then it goes and it then the title comes up and the music starts. I'm like, oh fuck, it's gonna be a dark game. Um, so little did I know, because I still thought it was going to be based on the book, um, which at the time I was like, I was like, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the dumbest idea to base on the book because more than half the book is, well, not a game that you could really play like a Halo game. So I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of getting closer to the launch. I know because we're we're obviously crazy halo fans so like in the weeks and days before halo reach uh john do you remember what you were doing or how excited you were um or anything kind of like that you know what i remember actually uh downloading a timer app that was meant for halo reach's release date oh shit it had a countdown and had a widget and um this is when I was kind of exploring Android and like realizing I can do all this extra shit. So I actually got that all like set up on my screen. So every day in the middle of class, I would just look at it just like, just getting ready. And I was just like, I just, every day that ticked by, I was just like, we're so close. We're so close. Even if it was months away, I was like, we're right there. Like we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get this game and it's going to be the fucking coolest game, which it was at the time. Like it was the absolute coolest game you could get in my opinion. Oh, it was. Yeah. Cause I remember I was at like a charter school before that year, like going through 2009 and 2010 was the first year I went, you know, that's seventh grade. That's my first year in middle school. And I went to just for one year, I went to a public school while the middle school was being built. 
um, for the charter school I was going to. Uh, but that year, because it had always been, my life had always been Halo versus Call of Duty. And I was kind of always one of the, I don't want to say losers, but like less popular because I was all about Halo where most of the kids were about Call of Duty. Going into that, like, uh, that school, that middle school with a lot more people and stuff, the hype for Halo Reach was immaculate. I mean, people were talking about it. People were wearing shirts. Um, I can remember uh, that in the art class I was in, like three or four kids, not just myself, but other people, you know, we were doing like, who are you or what are you excited for? What do you want to accomplish this year kind of thing, if, if I can remember right. Yeah. And we all, like me and like other people, they, we all did Halo Reach. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. And I, uh, even though it's technically not what we were supposed to do, that's what we did anyways. Um, and I remember distinctly waiting in the pizza line as well for lunch. And these kids who before, like two years before, who had gone to my school before, they were all about Call of Duty. They hated Halo. And they were talking about how they excited they were for Halo Reach. It looks, you know, like, oh, my God, this game looks amazing. So getting into that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that is just so hype. And I made so many friends uh, around that time just through the hype of Halo Reach, just for the first two months of school. Uh, that first month or yeah, it was like the first month or so of a school. And then it came out like near the end of that next month. But um, I remember it coming out around that time. We were just all so freaking excited, dude. Everybody was so hyped. Um, and people were like, finally, like, oh, TJ, you're right, dude. Halo is fucking awesome. And it was like, it was like really cool to be like, yeah, dude, Halo is awesome. You know, alongside, you know, Fallout New Vegas um, and Skyrim were coming out at the same time, too. And everybody's excited about that. But Halo Reach, dude, there was a different energy with Halo Reach in the school there, uh, which was, it was unstoppable. It was the first time I had experienced like that in a school with other people. And I was like, dude, this is something special. And um, it's also, it's also definitely different because that's when you, I feel like that's when you really start locking in your personality and like, you really start like figuring out like who you're going to become or like, you know, you kind of start figuring out your own niche, you know? And yeah. I think like th we, got there at the right time because that's when you realize like this is what hype is like this is exactly what we're we're wanting like obviously we were young when halo 3 came out and fuck even close to toddlers when halo 2 and obviously i was a baby when halo 1 came out yeah. but you know it's it's so interesting to see uh different eras celebrate um even if it's a similar game some us uh, just see how many people and like how this different energy is being applied towards these, you know, kids or adults. And like, I don't know, like I remember Halo three being a big deal, but I feel like Halo reach was a much bigger deal because I feel like I was older and I had much more appreciation towards it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the cool thing about, you know, kind of Halo franchise as a whole is I feel like I grew up at the same pace that the Halo franchise evolved and grew up. So, of course, like the first three games, you know, they they had evolved uh, upon themselves. And while that was happening, I was evolving at the same rate. I was still very much the same, but I, you know, learning more stuff and stuff. But Halo Reach was the first game to come out that was like that had some pretty big changes to the core gameplay, the art style and everything. Um, at the same time, that was when I was changing schools. I was going into, uh, you know, uh, a public middle school for the first time and only for the one year. Um, you know, and I was 13 and, you know, there's like, uh, a lot of stuff that happens when you're, you know, turning 13 and stuff to, to you and your body and stuff. So it was like, to me, it was like, I'm changing and I'm adapting 
at the same time, so was Halo. So I was experiencing the changes with Halo as it went along. Please tell uh, me when you uh, when you saw the Carter trailer that when he was like, getting genetically like amped, I, I was like, "That's what I'm going through." No, <laughs> oh, dude, seriously, seriously, because that was around the time where I had all taken everything in as as a perspective of myself as well, which we'll jump into a little bit later as well with Noble Six. But yeah, seeing the uh, seeing the trailer with Carter where he's uh, it's another live action one. Um. I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately, but yeah. And he looks into the glass with the Spartan there and he's not wearing anything. It's when he's a lot long younger. And that's what I felt like as well at that, my age, you know, looking into something that's even better than myself and going on. And that's kind of what Halo was for me at the time. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you brought that up as well. Cause I felt the same thing that you did there. <laughs> that's so, so interesting. We, we met each other decades later like a decade later something close to that like a decade almost a decade later almost yeah so you know it's pretty interesting that you know we lived on you know we still lived in the same state but we lived on like uh two totally different areas like not like you know like roughly 30 minute drive or so like Mm -hmm. um you know and it's still interesting that we we still felt this um connection to halo that's so similar yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, it's connection that, and it brings people together. I still have friendships that I made through Halo Reach at that time that are still, that I'm still friends with those people a decade later. Um, very close friends with a, with a few of them, actually, which is crazy. Um, and that's just the power of Halo, dude. Um, so with Halo Reach, I mean, you know, building up to the launch, there's just so much like, you know, cause you're in a new school and everything and, you know, you want to be cool and you want to, you want to get to know people, but when everybody's excited about Halo Reach, it's so much easier to talk to people that way when you're interested in the same subject. Um, and that's what one of the things like Halo Reach kind of brought to the table before the game even came out, before the game even launched. That's what it did. Um, which I guess kind of brings us to when the game launched right then and there, John, where were you when the game launched? I was, I was, let's see, I believe I was at school and I wasn't able to, to get the game. Uh, but then, uh, like I want to say the day after I went to my grandma's house cause I believe it was uh, a Friday. So Saturday I went to my grandma's house and I found out my dad stood in line to get it. And, oh, man. So, and I was bringing over a friend. Um, I actually very close to this guy. Um, his name is Michael. Super, super awesome dude. Um, uh, just real quick history between him and I. Like, he was a kid that um, I went to school with, uh, like roughly in fifth grade, and he left maybe mid junior high, and then I didn't see him again up until like after high school. And then him and I still hit each other up and talk to each other. Um, but actually, that was a huge bonding experience. Was him and I playing Halo Reach for the first time, and so we were uh, we were running through the story and that was just absolutely uh, incredible to run around and just see this new immersive world. And it didn't feel like, like it definitely not open world, but it almost felt like it was because you could run around, you can go see these different things, you know, find different, uh, you know, data logs, you know, just all these um, additional stuff. And it made you feel more inversed into it. And like, it made you want to do more things with the game because it was just so well done. Yeah, that's the, that's, I mean, 
that's kind of one of the great things about Reach is it really does take everything that Halo has done before it, um, and it evolves upon it, and and it brings new life to it while still staying at the core gameplay elements. It adds so much to the universe um, that really at the time, like. Like, of course, we're looking back now, and that's just kind of standard for Halo. But at the time, that was so revolutionary. I remember when the game had first come out, um, of course, I had school that day um, because I'm in seventh grade. And I am i hadn't really, you know, skipped the school day for a game. Um, I had gone through like, the, like a couple weeks before and pre-ordered it at my local Walmart. Um, but, of course, <laughs> you know. I had to uh, I had to wait until after school, and now I remember that school day just being agonizing for me and everybody else. We were just like, "Dude, I just want to play Halo Reach." And then some people who actually got to go to the midnight premiere, some of the kids there, and got to play through it. Um, one of the kids was kind of being a jerk and trying to spoil stuff. Luckily, I hadn't gotten anything spoiled. But aside from that, like everybody, but most people who had actually already played through the campaign and all nighted and everything, they're like, "Dude, this is the." best halo game ever and i remember just being so stoked uh so we finally get off and we go home i mean no we don't even we didn't even actually go home i uh i was like we're going to walmart real quick we got to pick up this game then we can go home so and of course they were my uh my dad who had picked me up from school that day had already been planning on it so we go in we pick it up the pre-order at that um that walmart when you pre-ordered it you also got a free like poster um, it's a big poster. It's the like limited edition poster or something. I can't remember why we got it. I think maybe we won it, but it was because we did have a pre-order, and I still have it. I don't actually have it up in my game room, but I'll have to, I'll have to find it. I think it's on my in my brother's room. But um, that it was really big and just come, you know, bringing all that home. I'm like, oh my god, this is huge. And I remember uh, that first night playing it because I waited until the night. Nighttime game because I'm a I'm a bastard like that and I prefer to play games at night. Um, I remember the first time launching it, um, I was very confused because while I was excited for it on the game and I'd seen all the uh, you know most of the trailers and stuff, I hadn't watched any of the vi- you know the Vidocs or anything like that to both avoid spoilers and because I was just a kid, I I wasn't super familiar with the internet or YouTube at the time. Um, so I get in and it has you, you know, create your character. But at that point, you know, you don't have anything really unlocked. So it just has you customize the colors of your character. Um, so, you know, I did. Uh, I had done the, the green and red because the beta a few months before when I played that, I didn't even really get to play much of it. But I created the color of the green and red. And that's when my, my color scheme was born. So I did that again. Green and red, same colors, you know, bl- dark dark green, dark red, and I start the campaign, and it starts off um, really grim, um, and I just remember the first thing I see there is my green helmet sitting in the dirt with a fucking bullet hole in the in the visor, and I sat there like, what is this? Am I going to die? What? That can't be. That can't be. They want to spoil that, because at the time, I was thinking, well, if they're not going to be making more Halo games... You know, if somebody else does Halo games, they're not going to do any more Master Chief games because Master Chief's story ended. We're gonna, this is going to be the new guy, the new the new uh, Master Chief. But I remember seeing that, and that scared me, dude. I was scared. I was like, that is terrifying. That is terrifying. 
And I remember playing through Halo Reach the first time through was the most anxious thing I've ever done. Like more than a horror game because I was like, I don't want my guy to die. I don't want these people to die because uh, I had already gotten hooked on him. And I was like, oh, my God, like, don't die. This is this is scary. <laughs> um, oh, man. And I just remember, you know, I'll jump more into the campaign later, but. I just remember, like, Halo Reach was a, that was a growing up experience, man. Because before, you know, all the Halo games, like, you know, you had your your sad deaths and everything. But it was very, I want to say, it was just very Halo. And you know what I mean when I say it's very Halo. Halo 1, 2, and 3 in ODST, they had the Halo vibes. But Halo Reach was like a military, it was dark, it was gritty, it was... Like, if the other Halo games were, like, rated R, this was, like, hard R. Yeah, uh, hard R. And I, it was hard R, and I was like, oh, my God, this is violent, and this is dark. And I remember by the end of the game, dude, I was, I didn't cry at the end of the game uh, when I had beaten the Pillar of Autumn, because I was like, oh, my God, my guy lived. My guy lived. Everybody else died, but my guy lived. And I was like, oh, my God, that was, that was exhausting. That was exhausting. And then, of course, the final, final, final mission comes, the prologue, uh, which is, you know, Lone Wolf. And that's when your guy dies. And I'm like, my heart just got fucking cut in half. I remember I, I, I like stopped playing for the night. I just went upstairs and I went to bed. I was defeated, dude. Defeated. <laughs> Emotions were high back then, okay? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean... So, like, um, I do agree with you in the sense of Reach uh, definitely wasn't like the other Halo games in terms of death. Because I feel like Sergeant Johnson's death was very hard. But the thing is, like, it was very Halo-y and it wasn't, like, as hard as it should have been, you know? like And it was, it was still hard. And, it yeah, was hard. I mean, and it was hard. And But remember, like, this is... Of course, I don't necessarily think all of this right now, but back in the day, you know, back in the day, this shit was dark. Yeah, like for its time, it was pretty, uh, you know, considerably dark. And the one thing like um, that sticks with me is it wasn't like, you know, a halo death. It was a very real death. Like it was Mm -hmm. real. That's what it felt like because it wasn't. It wasn't like you saw that coming or, you know, like it just was just like, damn, that that just happened. Like, um, and I think I think I'm okay to jump into George real quick, right? Like maybe some of the other Spartans, like how they went well, out. I, you know, and we might as well just combine the next to- the other ca- campaign topic with it while we're at it. Yeah, might as well. Um, when it starts off with George, like that was that was pretty gut wrenching. Like I did like George a lot. Um, but at the time it was either June or Emil for me, they were both tied, but George was like, Oh, like that, that sucks. And like, you can tell that he believed that reach was going to be okay. And then next is, uh, cat. Yeah. And cat was, that was, that was literally like, Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. They're getting out of this. They're getting out of this. And all of a sudden, just bullet hole straight through the head and she just collapses and you obviously your character is holding her and like that was that made me sick to my stomach because like that wasn't like anything you saw coming like 
George, like when he was just like, I don't want to say this, like it was coming, but I felt like he had more time to sit with it because he was like, I have to do this with cat. It was yeah. just like, she's dead. And it's like, holy shit. Like that's, that's rough. And so like your characters, you know, popping off a couple shots at the elite, which I think is funny at the time, but I thought it was a jackal. <laughs> Oh, I thought so too. I thought so too for the for years. Yeah, for, for years. years. Yeah, yeah. Until up until the MCC update where they made it really clean. But uh yeah, I was just like, oh, and I just I felt sick and just like it was like um at this time we had the TV down in my dad's room and he was sleeping because he had work in the morning, but he didn't care if I played video games as long as it was quiet. And I just I just remember just sitting there like, oh, and just feeling so sick, like damn, I just, I I felt that like Halo Halo Reach doesn't fuck around. Like so, um, my girlfriend's cousin Austin, he's been coming over, and uh, he he's really interested in the Halo games, and so we decided to play through them. I think I've mentioned the podcast before, but uh, we actually just beat four, but uh, we uh we made him make a character in Reach, and obviously have him start his campaign. And he's like, I was like, hey, just let you know, your your Spartans technically ish canon and he's like oh shit really and he's like he um he makes his character and obviously like you know what you felt is you know it opens up and you see your character's helmet and he just looks at me just like already like oh this is gonna suck and (laughs) um i think the death that was hardest for him was actually carter's carter was really rough on him like that was a very uh very noble, very noble, unironically death. Um, because he's like, I have to make sure this goes through. Like I like no chance and just sends it, you know, he, he sends it. And that was tough because like at the time scarabs were considered invincible. And that was, that's so crazy. So when you see a bunch of these dropping, you're like, I've got to get the fuck out of here. Like screw this. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely insane. So it's um, it's 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 been a wild ride. But I think the one that like killed me the most was seeing um, uh, Emil just get stabbed in the chest, and like you just mm. see it sticking through. And I'm like, I was like, no, I was <laughs> sitting there. I was like, no, this can't be fucking happening. And I thought he was gonna just drop and die. And like the badass he is he goes he like turns around he's like you're basically gonna come with me you fuck and just like kills two of them like that's so cool and you know and the fact that you have to walk by his dead body is so morbid because you have to climb up into the gun and start you know killing off the ships but man that was that was very tugging oh it's yeah it's a rough game yeah the (laughs) Halo Reach does, yeah, like you said, Halo Reach does not fuck up. It does not fuck around. You know, and one thing with my latest playthrough, um, one thing I've noticed is the way that the game sets up the deaths, um, which is something I didn't really connect before, just because every time I played it, I'm always so emotionally attached to everything. I think I know you're going. Um, Yeah. So, and, and, so, like, kind of the first half of the game or so, not even the first half, but the first several missions, it is like a steady incline, like a, like your movie. Um, you know, you have your winter contingency that introduces the Covenant, and, like, that's bad news, right? That's bad news. Um, but you go to Sword Base, um, and you're successful in getting the Covenant out. 
Um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, they're destroying sword base, but you, you know, you succeed, you blow up the ship. Good. Um, you know, you go on the next mission, uh, which is the, uh, I think it's nightfall and it's the stealth mission and you go through and you sneak behind enemy lines and it's badass. You're with June. Uh, you kick total ass. You figure it out. You're like, fuck yeah, you gotta, we got a surprise attack. The next mission, you know, tip of the spear. Um, it's a whole on just war zone. Just a whole war zone. Charging, you know, a bunch of army of warthogs and army of banshees clashing into each other. One of the greatest cutscenes in Halo, I'll tell you what. I was watching, I'm like, dude, the, the framework, the cinematography in that cutscene is just insane. Um, so they're very intense, but, you know, they blow up the spire. Um, and, you know, that's a big win, you know, blow it up. But then uh, the Grafton, the UNSC Grafton gets uh, gets glass and blows up. And, well, that's a that's a loss, but it's not a big loss. You know, it's like, oh, shit, you know, we just got to get over there. That's a big ship. Okay, well, you know, the next cutscene there, the Noble Team makes a plan to go blow up the big ship using the, the Sabres to go blow it up. And this is like, in a normal Halo game, I feel like, in a normal story, this would be the climax. Like, we got to put a stop to the Covenant. So what they do, you know, they they do the classic storm the beach thing. Oh um, yeah, which is very heroic. You know, uh, uh, Noble Six and and George team up. They go into space uh, in a very very like fucking epic uh, combat situation where you get to actually have a space battle. I think that's the only time in Halo that you actually get to have a space battle like that. Um, you know, and you infiltrate the Covenant uh, cruiser. Uh, plant a bomb and you know of course the objective is to use that to get that covenant ship close to the bigger ship and blow it all up um but that goes south very quickly a second frigate gets destroyed during the battle and you're like fuck that's that's that sucks but you know that's a sacrifice of war that's a sacrifice to the victory you get there and then george you know heartbreakingly he has to you know uh sacrifice himself um and for me, George is my favorite character in Halo Reach. Um, so for him to be the first to go, for me back in the day, I was just fucking like, no way. Like, no fucking way. I thought he'd be fine. Because he's the Spartan 2. He's the only Spartan 2 of the team. Everybody else is Spartan 3s. He's better in every way. Um, and ironically, the most human of all the characters as well. Um, but, you know, that's kind of, that's the turning point of Halo Reach to me. And I think... That's how it's designed. So, you know, noble sacrifice, noble team, noble sacrifice. He makes the noble sacrifice. He blows up the covenant carriers. Um, and really that would be like the end that the noble sacrifice, you have to make a sacrifice to get that victory. Um, and then that is when reach, that's when I feel like the game actually starts. Like that's when the story takes the turn to the real shit. Because immediately after, immediately after um, uh, Thelvadami's, or Vadami, I think he's called at that point, his fleet comes in, um, and then that's when Reach begins to fall. So his, the reason why I think his death is so effective is because it is in vain, and that's kind of the first time in Halo we've ever experienced that. Because if you look back to Halo 3, uh, you know, Sergeant Johnson and Miranda Keys died, but that was a noble sacrifice to to you know uh end the trilogy and to for the good guys to win basically they were the losses but this one 
that was a sacrifice and then a massive loss. So it was a sacrifice in vain. There was nothing good gained from it. And that's when everything changed. And then you go through the rest of the game and the entire mood of the game has changed. It's no longer this military high octane, like, yeah, this is Halo, fuck yeah. Uh, it is very somber. You know, the next missions until like, you know, you're, you're saving civilians, but everything is blowing up. You see a, uh, a civilian ship try to take off and get shot down right before you. Um, and then you watch the city get glassed. And then, ca- like you said, cat dies very abruptly. Like, you know, we're watching the cutscene, and they're, they're just getting out of there. And then it's just like the super, super really loud sound of the gun going off and going right through her head. I remember the first time I saw that, it was just, you know, like I was just like in display. I'm like, what the fuck? It scared me. It was like a jump scare. I was like, she's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, she was dead. And I was that like, was, uh, like, you, like what your dad said, just, you know, that's not a heroic death. Like that. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, it's very old. Yeah, when my dad played Halo Reese for the first time last year, when it came on PC, he's like, yeah, it, the game is very real, very real. And that's what I really like about it is it, it makes itself feel different. And of course, it just goes downhill from there. There is a heroic ending, of course, but it's a very somber ending. Nobody gets out alive aside from June. Of course, it leads to Halo CE, which, you know, it's a very dark ending, but it's you know, there's still hope. There's still that glimmer of hope at the very, very end. But man, it was, it's a soul draining game, soul draining campaign. Yeah, dude. Um, so there's a couple things I do definitely want to know. Um, when I'm going to step a tiny, tiny, tiny bit in Halo one, just dipping a toe in. And that's when, um, after playing that game. And then when I went to, um, and this is pretty recently, then we stepped into, um, Halo one and Cortana says, you know, we already have enough dead soldiers. And that just, it just hits you like a flash of like remembering reach. And I was like, Holy shit. That, that hits so different. It does dude. And that's what I love about Halo reach, you know, because Bungie at the time, they did go through and try to retcon the book, which three, four, three has thankfully fixed. Uh, there's actually a video of Halo Cannon who explains it. I'm not even going to try to explain it here. But <laughs> for gamers, like ne- you know, normal people who don't read the books, like that brought so much to Halo Combat Evolved. Um, you know, Halo Reach's story and every death, dude, you felt every death. Even if you didn't like a character like Cat. I know a lot of people don't like Cat. Um, so her, her death, like people meme it, like, oh, I was celebrating. But like, man, don't bullshit me. The first time you played Halo Reach, you were like me. Your heart dropped and you're like, Oh, oh my gosh! She just died. The and only reason why I think that. they would be mad is because she keeps driving off cliffs. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Although, like back in the day when I first played it, I never made that connection. Like I and I still don't when I first play a game. Like even if something irritates me, I'm there for the story. So and I can separate the gameplay. Same. Um. And even though Kat's not even my like in my top three favorite noble team members, I was like, dude, her death was like hardcore. She probably had the hardest death in the game. It was definitely not, super abrupt. Yeah, it was like the hard like and not the hardest to w- watch. Well, I mean, it was hard to watch, but it was just like hardcore. It was just sudden. It was very non heroic, and I that's where I think Halo Reach signs above the rest is just yeah, fuck you. 
<laughs> you thought you were going to get a game about heroics. No, you're getting a game about war and, you know, the, the horrors of war. And I think, you know, the, Halo Reach had the balls to do it. And um, that's what I really love about the contrast between, you know, after, you know, Halo 3, like you, you almost, you know, you feel like you win. You're like, we did it. Like, this is, this is mm-hmm. over, you know. Uh, a W so win- uh, so big that I had to stop drinking for a second. <laughs> and then, you know, um, we moved to Halo Reach and you get an L so bad that you want to keep drinking, you know? <laughs> you get a massive L. Yeah, dude. And I don't know. I, I really like that because you see, like, you know, how good the victory feels. But then they they go ahead and go, you know what? You felt that victory very high and mighty. We really want to, you know, we're going to give you a tiny taste of what loss feels like, and then we're going to backhand you. And that's exactly what Reach did so right, because it wasn't a very like, you know, oh, this character died, this character died. It was like, no, this character just fucking died, and it it did nothing. Like, it did nothing to help cause. And that's what feels so shitty about this game but they do it so amazingly and it very much complements the game. Um, and I actually saw a post recently where it said, you know, the demolitions expert dies of a bomb. Uh, and then it has, um, super intelligent, you know, chick shot in the head, shot in the head. Yeah. Then, uh, blades stabbed through the chest, dude. That's uh master to, you know, close to combat quarters. Stabbed to the chest, and then, um, then Carter is supposed to signify um, him go. A captain always go down, goes down with a ship, and it's like mm. when you realize that that's that's wow. And then the lone wolf dies alone. Like oh, holy oh man, I just got I got chills from that one right there, dude. Like, that oof. I read that the other day, and I was just like, oh. I, I never realized that, you know, and like that. And then after that, I went ahead and jumped into the game and I was like, it, it feels so much colder. Like it was already so cold, but after knowing that, and it's like, wow, like, and then, you know, replaying the first mission and then you go ahead and just jump to the last mission and you feel that he goes, that lone wolf stuff stays behind. And then you're dying alone in the last mission. Like that's so, so cold. It is. Yeah, the Lone Wolf stuff stays behind. The game from the very opening makes a promise to you. No, you're a team now. And then it strips it away from you. It builds it up. That's what I love about it. It sets the expectation. It builds up the expectation. And then slowly, it it subverts your expectation and peels it all away. Very slowly, but very harshly. And then by the end, like, dude, it's it's over. And it's the only glimmer of hope is the, the, uh, oh, what is it? The, uh, how do you, how do you say it? It's like the fraction of Cortana that you're chosen to, to bring to the pillar of bottom, the pillar of bottom of Cortana. That's your last hope. Um, but that's not your last hope. That's humanity. That's the, that's the story's last hope, but your hope as a player, as noble six, you're technically canon. You know, you're, you're Spartan that you project into noble six is canon. There's no hope for you, but there's hope for the universe. And that's, it puts you in the shoes of making the sacrifice for the Master Chief, for the franchise. 
you know, and I just, I just yeah, find like, that extremely poetic. Yeah. And me too. Like, I seriously love that, that whole, like, even though they died in vain, I like a small piece of that, like, because of how much effort they put in, that's what saved humanity completely. Exactly. And so, yeah, like, it I just, mean, by the end of it, exactly. Like what you're saying, they die in vain and. Well, some of them surely do, like George, especially he does. Noble Six um, and Emil and Carter, like those three in particular, they 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 die in vain at first, but eventually their sacrifices pay off. You know, Cat, uh, George, there's, I mean, there's is a is a victoryless death. Yeah, like they die in vain, and I I don't really think you can argue against that. Like they die in vain. Like no no joke. Yeah, and like, I don't know, just like, I, now, Cal definitely wasn't my favorite character. I did like her a lot. Like, she was a good character. I think she was built pretty well, honestly. But it was still like, just how abrupt it was. Like, it, it still feels like it never happened, but you know it did. Like, it's, you still like almost want to deny it because how quick it was. And obviously, like, just like, just, you know, the, just shoots and then hovers away. And it's just like, you can't even get back at the killer. I think that's yeah. what's also pretty bad is you can't get back at him because now you've got to get evac. You've got to get the fuck out of there. Like you just, you've yeah. got no chance. It takes, it takes four games to really, to earn, um, you know, to earn the sacrifice. It takes four games totally to do that. Um, and then after that, you know, there's still, there's still threats after that. So really what is a noble sacrifice and what is it? I love those questions. It's, it, you know, it asks, um, I mean, I mean, that's just kind of one of the best parts about reach. And one thing I do notice, like a lot of people are like, well, I never had that personal connection to the characters, like the noble team. Um, and I don't understand that. Cause I was just, I've been playing through and I'm like, you know, with every, you know, these characters, they're not like super sappy or anything. They're heroes. They're war heroes. They're Spartans. They're like, similar to the master chief where they're not, they don't have super deep personalities, but that's who they are. Um, and it's like watching your heroes die a meaningless death in a lot of ways. And for me that like that impacts a lot harder than dying a meaningful death, like Sergeant Johnson. Yeah. Cause he, he died a meaningful death and like, you can respect that. But by cat, for example, I mean, she just dies. I mean, there's just, there's nothing about it here, Rogue. There's nothing there. It's just fucking, she's dead. Oh, fuck. She's gone. The brains of the operations is dead. And that's, that's just what it is. And that's crazy. Cause like, I remember like June was saying, yeah, I'm really missing Kata right about now. Cause she would pretty much know what to do in this type of thing. And it's like, ooh, like, you know, like that hurt, which is, um, which is pretty amazing. I know. Damn. One thing I do love as well. What was that you were going to say? Sorry. Oh, I was saying just damn. Just like, here we are. Just sad again. <laughs> just sad again. But what I love about it too is it's not all hopelessness. Like I said before, there is the sliver of hope with you know, Cortana's fragment and the Pillar of Autumn. Uh, additionally, one thing I really like is that June does survive. There is the lone survivor. Um, and that kind of sets up stuff later on behind the scenes you know june is the reason why uh, buck becomes a spartan um you know and he's kind of the ones who helps spartan fours you know become a thing so that's what i really like and i kind of hope he shows up in the games at some point in the future even though he's not really an active spartan oh. anymore 
just to see him pop up as a cameo or something, you know? Dude, I would imagine like if they if they had like a huge battle and like this is like almost like almost like humanity's last fight, like you know, it's a big deal, it's a huge, huge, you know, prevention, and then June dies. Like oh, man. holy fuck, dude. I would I would fucking ball because then not only are you letting like saying hey you know this character's still alive you're pulling that away from us yeah then there's that's all that's left of noble dude and that's that that's the craziest thing that's the craziest thing about halo reach is just how I, I don't know i like i don't even know how much else to describe it but it's just it just tells such a dark war story that i don't think any of us were really expecting as a halo fan especially back in the day and it was just so draining, dude. So draining. That's why I didn't replay it a ton. Because it was so sad. And it was just so dark. I just felt like, uh, color, please. Happy, please. Can I, fun, or please? <laughs> but I really appreciate Reach. And I, I really, I really love it. Yeah, Reach, the campaign was really, really well done. And I think the only silver lining that, you know, besides like no story, the only thing that could kind of bring that joy back was all the the other features that came with the game. Like, you know, multiplayer was a lot of fun. Uh, Forge, absolutely fucking love Forge and including the goofy Easter eggs. Like we can't we can't forget those. And, you know, I'm really excited to jump into that topic, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do have a question for you, though. Yeah, what's that? what's that? I'm actually curious. What's your favorite Easter egg in Reach? Man, honestly, it's it's a lame answer, but I've always appreciated because it's one I did on accident, um, by total accident. I didn't even know it was an Easter egg, but it's on the last mission, the Pillar of Autumn, when the Pelicans flying into the Pillar of Autumn. Uh, you turn your learn step, your your uh, your right stick sure. to the right. And you look over, yeah, and you see the Master Chief in his crowd pod. Uh, Even which is technically canon. technically not, you know, it's not canon. He's not there. But it's just a cool Easter egg. And I'm like, <gasps> the legend. I've always I loved also, that. I also really like the achievement that says, see, he is in the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that too. But I want to I re- actually reflect that question back onto you because you're, you're the Easter egg guy. I am the Easter egg, Easter egg hunter um, out of out of the both of us, which um, I will be happy to keep that title. <laughs> um, it's it's a tie between technically driving a phantom or a pelican. Oh, yeah, uh, I've seen in that, New yeah. Alexandria. But my two favorite actually come from the same mission, so you can still do both of those. And the next one is um, obviously the dance party with like the grunts and the brute DJs. That one is a oh, very yeah, good yeah, classic one. one. And yeah. I love that. You there's can fly another one on that building. Same map. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Dude, couple, yeah, there's a, that. that's like, yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's the reason why new Alexandria is the, in my opinion, the best mission in the game, because there's so many different things you can do. There's even an Edward Buck Easter egg where you help Buck escape. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that because, um, when we were playing, uh, Halo 3 ODST, um, you hear Buck say, you know, damn it, they're doing it just like they did on Reach. And uh, when Austin was playing Halo Reach, he goes, holy shit, is that Buck? He pauses the game and he just looks like wide-eyed, looks straight at me and he goes, is that Buck? I'm like, 
look at the name. He unpauses it and sees the name. It says, help, help out E. Buck. And he goes, no way. Because that's, I think that's actually his favorite character. And so he helps him out. Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, I just realized something. We're watching buildings get glassed right now. And he's saying that mm-hmm. in Halo 3 ODST, he says that because they did that on Reach. And he goes, holy shit. And he, and like, he just tells me at the end of it, he goes, this game goes full circle. And he goes, I fucking adore that. So, you know, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. furthermore, he, he references it again in Halo 5 as well. Yeah. Yes, on the does. glass planet. On the glass planet of Meridian. He references it again. Which is amazing. Like I love like the love callbacks. It. It's it's so great. Um, but yeah, no, I think in terms of Easter eggs for the campaigns, those ones uh, probably have to be my uh, favorites. Uh, besides uh, the data pads that you can pick up, because um, technically you don't have to read those. When you do read through them, you know they're very very interesting. But also, uh, one I really have to go over is uh, Doctor Halsey's lab. Yes, yes. Dr. Talsey's lab. Why don't you introduce what that is for people who don't actually know what it is? So if you guys are Halo fans, please, please, please do this Easter egg. It's it's so hard to accomplish, but I promise you it's worth every single second. Um, basically, it's what I call an honor room. So you have to uh, play... Uh, Basically, you're on uh, sword base again. It's the second time you run through. And when you're in the glacier area and you've got to uh, defend a long, long enough time for Halsey, as soon as she's saying, hey, come back, we can get you in. What you want to do is go back to the end of the map uh, to the left side, back where you almost came down from. And there should be uh, almost like concrete X's holding up a platform. You want to go behind. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's the first or second one. But you have to be super careful because um, if you actually drop too far, if you're playing on single player, you die. Like if you try to hit that button and then you just drop too far, you're dead. You got to redo it again. Um, but if you have two players, obviously you die. If you have good loot on you, that loot's going to be gone. But, you know, you can pick some back up. Uh, but if you're good, you can actually jetpack right back out of it and then get back to where you need to go. Uh, mind you, you only have like about 10 seconds to do this because of the uh, exiting boundaries. So be really careful and cautious. But as soon as you do that, instead of going through Halsey's uh, main entrance, go to the side to the right when you're looking at the main building and uh, be careful. There's going to be some honor guards or pretty much high class elites and then kill those you know, do the wombo combo or do the new combo. As some people call it and just plasma pistol headshot done. Yeah. But you can then go in, go into that side door and it's going to take you to technically her lab that you see in the cutscene, mm. And it's got all of this remembrance stuff. It even references red versus blue. It references like, you know, warthog jump. And then it, you know, it has a huge thank you for, you know, playing this game and staying with them for years. And it's, it's absolutely incredible because you can read all of these data logs in there and, you know, seeing Halo grow throughout the years. So, you know, as a veteran, and I'm sure uh, you appreciate it too, just seeing how much um, Halo has evolved and what it's become into was just absolutely an incredible experience. Yeah, I'll say for uh, Bungie's last Halo game, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty, it's it's really, really cool. It's, it's, it's a pain in the ass to do sometimes, but it's worth it, dude. It, it's worth it. Every second. Uh, Every second of it is is absolutely worth it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and then I think 
Yeah. We've got to do that together because you're the biggest Halo fan that I know besides myself. So, you know, I think it'd be a, a good idea to run through that together. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, alongside that, if we're talking about Easter eggs, there is one I actually remember in the, uh, it's another one in New Alexandria, and I can't remember if you already said this one, but when you go inside of the, um, uh, one of the buildings there, and it's the Halo 2 map remake of Ivory Tower, at some point in that mission, I can't remember how you do it, but you'll find a suicidal marine, kind of oh, like right. the ones in Halo 3. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I haven't done it a bit, but yeah, there's the suicidal marine. He's freaking out, just like in Halo CE and Halo 3 with the flood, but it's about the drones. Um, Actually, stuff. I think he was talking about the grunts because he's oh, like, Oh, no, you're turn, right. Yeah, don't turn me into those gas sucking freaks, which the is gas sucking freaks, which I refer wow. all the time. Yeah, I, I, I meant, yeah, drones because drones are in that section, but yeah, uh, the gas sucking freaks or something like that. It's so funny. Then you kill him. <laughs> I actually just left him because I was like, I mean, if you could live. I'm just like, how dare you call me a gas-sucking freak and then I kill him. <laughs> See, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I'll start oh, killing him now in your honor. Yeah, yes. Dude, fuck yeah. And before moving <laughs> on, actually, uh, I, I actually wanted to, to just hit on the, 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 the soundtrack of Halo Reach. Um, and how fucking good it is, dude. It's completely unique from any other Halo game. It's it's very heavy on the drums uh, and the strings and such. But man, Winter Contingency is awesome. And so is both best. ways. It is, dude. The, one of the, the best, best uh, soundtracks. Uh, for me, obviously, it goes Halo 2. Uh, like uh, the main screen where it's got, you know, the electric guitar just... Mm. But... I would have to yes. say for sure um, the next would be Winter Contingency for um, how very deepening the drums are. And like, you feel yourself getting ready for war. Like, that's how bad at us it is. Yeah. Fucking war drums, dude. It, I love it. You know, that opening beat for Winter Contingency with the, dr- the heavy drums, that that beat is in my head 24-7. Same. Whenever I'm tapping on a desk, it, it's always... Winter contingency. I every single to get time. someone to um when I'm tapping on a desk to get them to guess that it's Halo Reach Winter Contingency. I do it constantly. I'll be at work, you know, working on a cell phone. It's you know, it's it's heating up, so you know, I gotta wait for that adhesive to to soften up. So I just you know, I'm tapping on the desk and like they're just like, What song is it? I'm like, dude, until you figure it out, I'm not gonna fucking tell you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I've I've told my wife what it is because I, I do it all the time without even realizing it. I'll like beatbox it or I'll tap it. I even sometimes I'll even type to it when I'm really bored. Um, and she'll be like, Oh my God, are you playing Halo Reach again? <laughs> and I'm like, maybe <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, it's just muscle memory. Now muckle memory. <laughs> Shoot the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And also I, uh, both ways remakes, the both ways remix in Halo Reach which was used in the the beta trailer for the game. Oh, it, it's a fucking banger, dude. Oh yeah, like it's 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 one of my favorite Halo songs. Period. I don't and I don't even think it occurs at any point in the actual game. I can't remember anything. I don't think so. I don't think so. But it could. Um, you know what? I I just thought of one. But keep going. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been love the song. But yeah, what is that you're gonna say? I was gonna say um the last song. When uh, like the last cutscene um, that your character is alive in, 
uh, yeah, it's just the pianos where it's just where you just know it's your final song uh, yeah. in Lone Wolf. Just, oh, 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 it is. Yeah, the choir when you're dying, when the cutscene where you die, uh, the choir, the uneasy choir, the haunting choir, dude. It gets me every time, dude. It is fucking. It is like I said, my first experience. It was horrifying. The way that they mixed the music and everything, and the the way the the cameras used and stuff. It's just, it feels just horrific. Your first time playing through it, and it's still like it does make me uneasy when I watch it now. Like man, like that is so dark for Halo, dude, and I love it. I I, I eat that shit up, man. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about Easter eggs, but. Man, that's I, I really can't think of any other Easter eggs or or anything off the top of my head, but I know most of them are in New Alexandria, which is my favorite mission of of the game. My favorite mission as well. Um, actually, this bleeds right into Forge, which is our perfect next. Um, actually, cl- uh, finding those dolls like the plushies on the Forge maps. Oh yeah, absolutely cool. Yeah, that's that is very loved cool. them. I lo- I love that and. And that's a, especially Forge World, man. The classic Forge World. Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking on the Halo ring. On the Halo ring, which is surprising. But I love, dude. It's a, That right there is instant classic. Oh, yeah. No, I, I absolutely love how everything's set up. And then it's kind of like a throwback to uh, to almost like a Blood Gulch. Like, it's, I don't know. It is, yeah. It's a good throwback. One of the sections is inspired, yeah, by Blood Gulch and... It's just so expansive. I really wish um, there was like a 30 versus 30 game type in Halo Reach so you can utilize the full map and it would just be like, Ooh. like I feel like Battlefield or something, oh, something dude, like that. Battlefield? Oh, hell yeah. I would be down for a Battlefield. That's what I want, game. man. Battlefield style Halo game. But yeah, I mean, you are the Forge master. I mean, I used to, you know, play around in Forge and stuff, but I never really made anything too cool. I never saved any maps. It was mostly just you know you know fuck around build a small little arena spawn weapons and just hunt each other down and that's what i used to do at forge but you were the master of forge um so jump dude jump right in and you tell me why forge in halo reach is fucking bam i i do appreciate uh you saying that i'm really good at forge it means a lot um but yeah no uh this was when they added a lot more stuff that you could do um, you know, not only just effects, but you could drop down um, just, you know, all these different buildings and having them float and like having like gravity lifts. So you can have characters jump from map to map or, you know, you've got all of these different things. You know, Halo uh, 3 had some basic forge where you could drop down, you know, canisters like you can do some pretty cool shit, but nothing compared to, to Halo Reach uh, for that matter. And. I just remember spending hours upon hours. So um, if this gives you an idea, so there's uh, obviously a ranking system in Halo Reach. I actually didn't have online for years um, up until maybe a year or so before uh, 4 came out uh, when I was playing with my friends online. That was the first time I ever had Xbox Live. Um, But basically, I got pretty close not to like the end but obviously you don't get that many credits if you're playing offline but um i got the gunganeer helmet if you remember where that Mm. ranking system i got all of that without being online so that is crazy yeah because reach had that cool addition where you can earn xp in campaign and in like doing 
all of that and just doing forge. And mind you, like, of course, the more, um, you know, the further you are, like, you still get the same amount of XP, but it does less damage to the XP bar. Like, obviously, you've got more XP to go to the next level. So, mm-hmm. I, no kidding, was just stuck. And up until I got that gun gear helmet, I was like, wow. I was like, this is the coolest helmet I've ever seen. Although, the Mark VI is still my favorite helmet. Just gonna say that real quick. But, preach. Yeah, it was a lot of work to get that far, but... I remember just building so many maps. Um, there was actually this, um, oh, I can't remember what I called it. It was like something debris. I think it was raining debris. Like, I think I literally named it that. And I'm not even kidding. We we set it up to where um, there's a pillar in the middle. It's like a little, you know, just a giant beam just in the middle. And above where there was a grid, I spawned a bunch of vehicles enough to where the fall damage actually made them blow up. And, mm. uh, we'd have like weapons dropping, like kill balls dropping just, and the goal was uh, to survive as long as you can, or even run to the opposite side and run back without dying. And you were considered like King of arena and uh, you could kill each other, but it was honestly more benefiting to like try to help each other because it was just insane. But I remember one time uh, I was walking and a tank spawned right above me, crushed me to death. And the tank head, because another tank fell next to it, exploded. The tank uh, headpiece, like, you know, it shoots the the missiles out of, it started spinning super fast. It actually whipped around the pole and killed my friend. Oh, my goodness. Fully, like, just almost completely like a, a 180 around that pole. Like, just, you know, from one side to the other, just whipped completely around and just killed my friend. And we were laughing so hard. And I didn't know you could save clips back in the day. So after I realized you could save it, there was already so many clips that I couldn't find it. So that's one clip that I definitely wish I had. Um, but yeah, ever since that, I just really got inspired to build big forge maps. I think my favorite was this huge map, but basically I, I kind of like to make maps as even sided as I can. And I had gravity lifts going to both areas. I had teleporters set up in certain ways and there was actually even um, kind of like, it's almost like a spiral, but it's like a long, like a long type C in a weird way. And what it would actually do is if you actually don't move your character, as soon as you get off the, like as soon as you get jumped off the first grave lift, it'll actually just keep launching you up until you get to like a sniper spot. And then you could like oh. the very top arena, but then there's an equal side that does the same thing. So you'd have to be careful oh. because someone else could be looking at you as you're trying to snipe at someone else. So like, I like to make it very even sided. I actually wish I still had that map, but unfortunately I, I don't. Rip genuine F of the Rip. chat. Oh yeah. That's dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm forged. Yeah. You know, you could just do so much shit forge. It was, it was, I mean, Halo Reach's Forge was awesome. I didn't do a ton with it. Like, I would create maps, but I really wouldn't save them because I was never really into making the maps. I just wanted to play. Um, at least at least in Halo Reach. Forge is a different story, but Halo Reach, that's kind of how, how I was with it. But, man, I remember playing a lot of custom games on, on maps that people would make. And, you know, I'd join their party and stuff, and we'd play them. And there's some really just... This, the, the things that people can create in Halo Reach are just in, in, incredibly insane. 
So yeah, that sounds like like dude, way sick and cool about what you were able to do with that. And that sounds funny as hell. That you know he's wrapping around there and shit and dying. That's just, oh, oh, it was it was good it was old so, Halo Reach. What happened was junior high. Damn, bro, dude, junior high man. That yeah, junior high man. The decade oh, old. Oh my god, dude, absolutely, dude. That is so sick. Um. And what is there anything else about uh, a forge that you really appreciate there, John? Um, just as much as they've they've added to the game. So you know, just uh, the magnets that really helps leveling things together. Um, especially as someone like me who is very very yeah. meticulous on how I piece things together. I was very picky on how things you know connect together. So, so I would actually use those to help level things, and then I would turn it off. And then I would go back into it and I would slightly push them together just barely in. I wouldn't even use the like the X axis, like the Z axis, like numbers. I felt like that made it a little too far mm-hmm. off. So I would actually completely eyeball where it was supposed to be in between those numbers and I'd drop it and I'd be like, perfect. Now to the next piece. <laughs> so, um, oh man, yes. Absolutely loved everything they put in that game and uh i just want to say i appreciate everything that mcc has added because it makes it uh, twice as cool yes yes mcc's addition to the game man three for three just keeps on building shit for it and it's amazing absolutely love to see it there love absolutely um but i think that kind of brings us to kind of the multiplayer aspect of halo reach which is i mean that's kind of the other half of of the game you know you have your campaign and multiplayer and you know forges underneath that but just base multiplayer john um you know jump into it man like do you like reach's multiplayer is it your favorite you know what what's your kind of your vibe with the? it was really well done um that was actually my first online game so you know it's got a special place in my heart oh really so that's when i started getting really good and uh you know, they were just like, I was starting to get noticed for how good I was. You know, I do appreciate that. Super fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, I I was peak performance. All my friends hated playing with me. <laughs> I was. I, this is the way. I remember there was one specific map. Um, I'm going to uh, like my friends. They were uh, Jay, Dustin, Steven. And I believe I actually even met Devin at this point. And uh, there's one person that has to stand in the middle. And basically, there's other spirals. There's two ways to spiral down. And you want to make sure you kill these people before they get to the bottom teleporter to get up to kill you. So you have to try to kill them oh, yeah, before that yeah. happens. Uh, you can kill them as many times as you can within this timer limit. So you've got to be a good sniper. And I think that's what yeah. pushed me to become a really uh, excellent marksman. Is because that really pushed me. Uh, pushed me to uh, pushed. <laughs> that really pushed me to um, to get headshots. And I actually got really good at the game mode that they would refuse to play it when I hopped online. Oh man, that's that's the biggest compliment you can get, man. Yeah, that's how you know you're a legend. But yeah, dude, like absolutely yeah. well done. Yeah, Halo Reach had some incredible maps like that. Um. I mean, I don't know, like for me, Halo Reach is multiplayer. Like, it's not saying much. I think it might be my technically my least favorite Halo multiplayer, like first person shooter multiplayer. 
which really doesn't mean shit because I think it's better than most multiplayers out there. Yeah. At, at oh least yeah, in my opinion. I love I love Halo Reach's multiplayer. So me saying it's my least favorite does doesn't mean anything at all, really. But I, I you know, I remember that was back in the day. Um, you know, I would play. A, I, I mean, I want to play a ton of Halo Reach multiplayer. I still played mostly Halo Three, but I, you know, I did jump on quite a bit to play Halo Reach. Uh, one of my favorite memories is back in. Um, the year that Halo Reach came out in 2010, uh, that Halloween, you know, we had celebrated Halloween instead of Halloween. Uh, so instead of, you know, standard, uh, you know, Halloween decorations, we put up a lot of Halo stuff. I put up, you know, all the Halo decorations is over. And I had a couple buddies over that night instead of trick-or-treating because we were still, you know, some people. You know, my age, you know, in my circle, there's still people trick-or-treating until they're like 16 or something funny. Um, but instead of trick-or-treating, you know, we actually, uh, we jumped into just custom games. So we just jumped into split-screen custom games um, in, in, in our basement. And we would jump uh, into the tip of the spire, uh, tip of the spear, excuse me. Or I guess in the, uh, in the multiplayer, it's called the spire, I think. Um, but yeah, the, the big covenant structure and stuff that you can go up into and what we would try and do, I mean, for a while we play around, we played a lot of missions, but after, you know, playing for a bit, um, you know, we would go two V two in that. And what we would do is, um, you know, I would run into the teleporter and go up the big spire where the enemy team was, um, you know, kill them. And then what I would do, my buddy would, you know, fly the Falcon next to it. And I jump off the spire and into the Falcon, kind of like the cutscene in, in the in the campaign where George catches you. We would try to recreate that um, because we, I think we're playing like territories or something, or that was kind of the meeting spot was the top of the spire there. So we, that's where we don't meet to kill each other because the map was so big. Uh, so that's what we do. You know, we try to kill them, and then when they were dead, we would jump off and try to recreate that scene. And the first little bit, it was kind of a bitch. But after we figured it out, dude, we felt like such badasses. Jump into the gunner seat, turn around, find them going up, and just shoot them in the in the the man cannon or whatever. Shooting them up like the elevator and just kill them while they're going up. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, dude, that, that was fun. And then, of course, um, I still play Reach's you know, multiplayer today, but you know that's just one of my favorite memories. Uh, there's a lot of really good maps, though. Uh, like Power, I think, was it Powerhouse? Powerhouse. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and I know technically, it, it's still technically Halo Reach. You know, the Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary map patch that came out a year later when Anniversary dropped. Uh, those are some of my favorite maps. Of course, they're based on classic Halo ones, but the aesthetics that they added to it um, are just so freaking good, dude. Those are some still some of my favorite maps. Um Man, I need, that just puts me in the mood to go play Halo Reach, honestly. But yeah, dude, that multiplayer is awesome. The ranking system and the customization is top tier. Um, I don't think I never got super, super high in the ranks. Um, but I still, you know, I had my Spartan custom, you know, uh, customized pretty dang well to the point where even if I unlocked everything else in the game, most of it I probably wouldn't use. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. That was, I mean, that's just kind of me. Uh, uh, kind of had the June's chest and everything with the the gilly. Uh, that's exactly stuff. the chest that I use. Yeah, dude, it's fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, you know the multiplayer is super super good. Um, there's the Spartan it's Elite Spartan versus Elites game type. 
um, which is was super popular back in the day. It was Invasion, right? The what? Yeah, Invasion. I think maybe it was called Invasion. Um, but man, it was fun. You had you know you have one team elites, one team uh, Spartans, and man. I know that was one of the game modes I spent most most of my time in outside of Slayer, just because I just thought the idea of a um, like an in story thing, I guess you know, Covenant versus UNSC, just I don't know that tic- that tickled my fancy, and I really <laughs> liked your it. Fancy. Um, I only really played, um, I believe it was Infection, and I also played. I think it was mostly that other like that sniper game. Then Speed Halo was a lot of fun back in the day. I think I played more like uh, yeah. custom ones, but other than that, yeah, it's just custom standard, um, standard uh, multiplayer. But you know, one thing that comes hand to hand with multiplayer is firefight. Fire, firefight, dude! Firefight is is surprisingly really good. It's my, I think my said my second or third favorite firefight in the franchise. But it really is like I feel like they really took the concept yeah, of ODST. Second or third one, there's only two that I can think of. <laughs> there's Halo Wars. Uh, Halo Wars Two has Firefight. Oh, that's true. Well, in terms of first, and then Halo Four has Spartan Ops. Yeah, Halo Four has Spartan Ops, which technically counts. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's my second or third. Halo Wars Two is my least favorite, just because it's not a first person shooter. I'm sorry, but. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, but yeah, you. Br- I mean, you brought a firefight, John. Do you have like good memories with that, or, or what's your favorite thing about the firefight? Um, in Halo Reach, so I think uh, just real quick, ODST had it the best. I don't care what anybody says; they did it the best. damn right. Um, but Reach, by by all means, like it's very fun. Like that's really close to ODST for me. Um, I think what made it fun is you could just fuck around with the gravity and the the shield settings and the and like the speed. That was just lot of yeah. fun and actually when i found out i could do that i showed my dad and now he only p- plays with like 200 percent speed <laughs> dude yes one of my favorite things about that too is that you can have a character playing as an elite on the other team oh yeah which i always thought was last dude so when i would play somebody dramatically less skilled than me such as my wife um I would put her with the elites so that, and then put them on heroic or legendary. So she, you know, they'd stand a chance not to, not to build myself up, but just cause I played so much. Um, that was one of the cool things. About okay. is fire because fire. like, obviously you don't want to just absolutely crush them. Uh, yeah. Have them play with you. But like, obviously if they're like wanting to kill you, then it's just like, okay, I'll put you here and I'll put it on legendary. And it's like, it's okay because for instance, my girlfriend doesn't play first person shooters like at all. I don't think I've ever seen her really play one besides every now and again, I'm like, here's my battlefield, like five that I'm playing and I'm about to snipe someone. Do you want to pull the trigger? And she's like, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> that's yeah. Awesome. other than that, she, um, she does not play first person shooters. So, you know, when that happens, like that's totally okay, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a cool feature, John. What's your favorite uh, uh, firefight map? Because Halo Reach actually has some really good. Mm. I've got to think of that one. Probably the I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it's the like the one from the first mission. Oh yeah, yeah, the Winter Contingency yeah. map. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, the one that Overlook is it. I don't. I can't either. remember. The only name I can remember 
I think is Overlook, which is the one that takes place in New Alexandria, oh, or I guess Exodus. Yeah, I, I totally yeah. said that one wrong. I was like, I think it's Overlook. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, but yeah, Halo Reachum had some bomb ones. Um, and I think it's cheating. Like, mine is actually... It's cheating, but whatever. I'm going to say my favorite would be... Uh, uh, Installation 04's map uh, from the the Combat Evolve pack because that's my favorite one, dude. Whenever I jump into Firefight on Reach, it's always that map. It's my favorite map by far. I mean, the other ones are really good. Like, I really, really, really enjoyed the one that takes place on New Alexandria or I guess technically uh, Exodus. Um, I think it's called Boardwalk, I think. I, I could be wrong, but that map is awesome. But I really love the Installation 04. And it's funny because that's Halo Reach is like one of the only games in the franchise that doesn't have a Halo in it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's cool. It, it's it's really neat. Um, yeah, Firefight is really something else. And, you know, Halo Reach was still in the time where I didn't play a ton of online. So I never really played online Firefight, but that was a lot of split screen memories. Yeah, definitely right for me, it was a lot of split screen as well. Yeah, that's the majority of Reach. You know, I look on there, I'm like, yeah, there's not a lot of progress online, but that's because, you know, the majority of my experience was either campaign or, or you know, custom games. That's the great thing about Reach, man. It's just it has so many, like, custom game memories. Um, I think more than pretty much any others, because all the others I played a ton of online, but Reach was a lot of custom. I can agree. Especially with the... the yeah, and we've I mean we've even played the uh the firefight on that as well recently. Yes. Well not I, recently, but a little while ago, and it was fun. A lot of fun, oh yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm hoping I mean there is a one that they did add. There was like a map pap firefight pack, and I just played it for the first time uh in the last couple of months because they I never actually bought the map pack for Halo Reach. Uh, because I didn't know there was one and I didn't know how to buy anything on the 360 back in the day. Um, but yeah, there's some really, I mean, almost every map, uh, every firefight map in Halo Reach is an absolute bang. Yeah, no, it's, it's all really good for sure. And I think, you know, there is, I mean, a lot you can do in there, especially with your abilities and such, which kind of, you know, that, that kind of brings us to the actual gameplay of Halo Reach, which we really haven't touched on at all yet. Just the actual gameplay of Halo Reach, which I think overall, I think it's actually a lot better in Master Chief Collection just because of the the small improvements, like the frame rates and stuff. But I always found Halo Reach's gameplay super satisfying. Yeah, it's it's very well put together for sure. I think the yeah, I love the yeah, yeah, the armor abilities are awesome. Honestly, the the, the best part, and I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but the best part of Halo Reach's uh multi or our, our gameplay is the fucking jetpack bro and the armor I, lock I those gonna, are great i love i them thought you're gonna leave it at jetpack and i was gonna be like bro what <laughs> no jetpack i mean actually like legitimately jetpack's my favorite thing yeah. but uh armor lock bro i fucking love armor lock i don't give a fuck about all the the people who are complaining about it i love using that thing <laughs> armor locks especially with people yeah dude especially people who really haven't played reach before like um, yeah, just playing with them and, you know, you let them kill you for a while with the vehicles. You, you intentionally let them run them over for like a match or two. And then you go through and you pop on our lock and on your class and you're sitting there. They let you let them kill you a few times. You're, you're pretending trying to kill them. And then they're about to hit you. They're going full speed in their warhawk. You just pop it and they just explode. They're like, what the fuck? 
fuck. <laughs> I love that, dude. Armor lock is so good, bro. I love armor. I wish they would bring armor lock back. I don't care. I love it. It's just ridiculous. I think they should totally bring back armor abilities, but instead of having it recharge, maybe have a couple that can recharge, but have it where it's got limited use, like it, that gauge where it usually shows you the recharge, like have it be a different style of gauge if you can only use it like once, and you only have like a certain amount of like, for instance, like a jetpack, you only got a certain amount of fuel before you can't use the jetpack anymore. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a great idea. I would love that. And like, like say Halo Infinite, your jetpacks, you have fuel, and it's not like a one-time use. You can use it for a bit, um, but once you're out of fuel, it just automatically drops off. Or for armor lock, you have like one use of it, and it overcharges and it drops. Um, stuff like that is really cool. But I really love the variety that armor abilities brings to Halo Reach, and it kind of it keeps it kept Halo Reach from feeling like just a, a heavier Halo Three. Yeah, like it just kept it from being like another Halo Three. Um, and I think one of the best things about it is it did introduce Sprint uh, to the franchise, which is uh oh, hot take. I like Sprint, so it was awesome, and I always use. Sprint. I'm gonna say this again. <laughs> I I do agree. Master Chief is pretty much running all the time. But obviously, like, you can run with a gun. You can still run pretty fast. But when you've got a fucking bucket and you've got to get somewhere quick, you're not going to be aiming down sights. You're going to be running. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing because Halo Reach brand, brand, like in the, in the campaign, it, it, it's so cinematic and it feels more cinematic. And that's one of the things I think Sprint actually kind of adds to it is it just makes it feel more real. And then in the multiplayer, it's like, because um, I feel like you moved slower in Halo Reach. I don't know if you did, and with the FOV slider and everything added, it actually feels more normal now. It feels really good. Um, but with Sprint, man, it just helps get you from A to B quicker, and it has this trade-off. You can't shoot while you're doing it, and it has a recharge, and I really like that. Um, and that's kind of the things about armor abilities and reach is I feel like they advance and they evolve Halo's gameplay from the previous uh, games, but it does it in a completely natural way. The core gameplay about how you're still playing the game is still the same, in my opinion. It just feels more advanced, and I'm all for it, dude. I'm all about the, the, the different experiences for Halo games, and I love the gameplay and reach. It feels so good, especially now on Master Chief Collection. I think it feels better than ever. Yeah, dude, I, I absolutely love the armor abilities, but yeah, honestly, going back on uh, what I mentioned earlier with the limited abilities, I would like the fact that you've got to use them scarcely and you can find like fuel for them or like you know rechargeability for them where you can you know charge it up a little bit so that way you can still use it more but um yeah i don't know i i like the fact that you you have certain abilities to help you out for instance sprinting like that's a no-brainer um honestly like people who are normally medic class like bubble shield super cool although i thought it was kind of weird because like the bubble shield i felt like was more covenant technology and then all of a sudden humans had it but beef technically was pre ce so like that's what kind of got me lost i was like wait is this technically uh a, you know a unsc thing or is this a covenant thing which i always thought was covenant thing because of halo 3 but i wasn't super bothered by it but i was like that's cool that it heals you i mean yeah but also keep in mind halo reach and halo 3 
between all the games, they take place in like a three or four month time frame for the most part. Okay. At least the ending of like the last few levels of Halo Reach through the rest of the, the trilogy, they're all in the last several months of the game uh, of the year of twenty five fifty two. Um, which I never really thought of, and I guess with lore stuff like that, even if it wasn't technically UNSC tech, like for me, I can forgive stuff like that. Like I'm like, hey, if it's fun, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um. Oh, and you know, like active camel being added as an ability was per- like great. For, I feel like for snipers, I don't know if you use it so much, but I I felt I could use it in Nightfall the other night when I was playing the campaign. I really hadn't used it before in that map, and I felt like a total fucking predator. Oh yeah, no, it's it's cool because you can almost get close and personal. Yeah, it's nice. It messes with everybody's radar, so they don't know what's coming, what's going. Um, and then there's the uh, what is it? Duplication. I can't remember what that one's hologram. called. Hologram. Um, hologram, hologram. That was awesome. Uh, if you're obsessed with doing assassinations, like I was when the game first came out, I just fucking use that shit. Kept behind the uh, the wall. They turn around, start shooting him, and I assassinate him. Love it, dude. It's a great feeling. I mean, every once in a while, I still do it. Just gonna say real quick with uh, Halo Fours, I like it when you can get them to teabag. Oh my gosh, yes. This is this is the way. This is the way. But yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, dude, armor build great. I I just I don't know everything about it was just great. Like all the abilities were just done super well. Absolutely. Well, I think that kind of brings us to to one of our last parts here. Um, but John, I wanted to ask you just one question here. Um, that what is the single most underappreciated aspect about Halo Reach in your opinion? Armor lock. Like the one thing. <laughs> yeah, armor lock. Really? <laughs> um, I kind of say that jokingly, but not at the same time. Okay. How come? I just... Experience. So, <laughs> I get the gripe for it, but I also don't at the same time. Like, I feel like if you have enough firepower to go against it, you should be able to die. Like, it's strong, but it's not that strong type of deal, you know? Like, I feel like two grenades and a rocket launcher should break your shield. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, but obviously with ramming yeah, like, like a right, like a right thing. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe even two of those, like considerably, but like I still feel like people who bitch about it that the fact that it was in a game to the point where they actually removed it from further games really sucks because I to me that makes sense because in Halo 3, when Master Chief falls, um, they say like, oh, you know his armor went into lockdown and so it's, it's locked up. And I, I don't know. I, in a weird way, I feel like that kind of saved him besides the impact gel in his suit. But yeah, you know, I, I like the fact that that could be used more and, you know, used more in Canon as well. Like, you know, they use that to yeah. maybe guard themselves against a grenade, but it still can have the suffering on their shields, but it didn't kill them. Uh, Yes. Uh, or like, you know, if a grenade stuck to you and you use your shields, that's going to internalize it and obviously for sure kill you. Um, but I mean, that'd be a kind of cool to have that be like a sacrifice for your team. Like you're all huddled up and that grenade sticks onto you. Use that armor lock. It only kills you and your buddies are still good to live. Like, I think that would be see those are, yeah. those are great ways to improve it too. And I, and I, yeah, I mean the armor lock on there is, is I think there's so many things you could do with armor lock, especially post reach because Halo reach introduced it. I feel like if they just kept with it, they could have improved it just like you're saying, because I think it's a really cool feature. And I love the animation of like, you know, like 
punching the ground and activating. I just think that is so Halo Reach. You know? Yeah. I think Halo Reach, and that's part of what I think. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Just, like, they did it right. And, unfortunately, like, we do have people in the community that don't necessarily agree. And that's okay. Like, you know, if you don't like Armor Lock, that's fine. I get it. Like, you know, I it does suck sometimes when you... uh when you're about to get your first kill on someone with a uh, with a warthog or a ghost, and they just fucking nope, you know, that definitely sucks. <laughs> um, but also at the same yeah. time, it's just it's really an interesting ability, and I think why not have it? Like hell, I mean, I think even if you use armor lock, you're the longer you use it, the longer your shields suffer. Like I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, I think I mean I think it's a really cool. Uh, there's a lot of things you could do with it, honestly. Um, but it, it's even just a nice uh, counter to just vehicles because sometimes if somebody gets in a ghost or something, dude, it could be hard to kill. Like I, especially if you're not super super good at the game. Um, so I felt like they just kind of brought up another another chance. And I yeah, I agree with you. There's there's different ways you could do it. Like if you overcharge it and then it breaks, you use the whole thing. It just takes down your shield, or maybe uh, maybe. It only works with like ramming, but if they shoot you with like a tank missile or a wraith uh, mortar, it will still kill you. Um, and I think there's just little tweaks you can do to make it better in the future. And I kind of, I still am kind of holding out hope for it in Halo Infinite. I'm not even going to lie to you, dude. Dude, I, I hope they um, do bring that back. Um, I definitely think they should. Honestly, I feel like this should really, and I think they are making it uh, a Halo mashup where it's going to have a little bit of everything. I mean, fuck, I get Promethean Vision wasn't that good, but fuck, it was kind of cool because if you had that on, um, like, you know, multiplayer map and someone was invisible, you can see the outline of them. You can't fully see them. So if you're not paying attention, you're not going to see them, but you could see the outline of them, which was cool. Yeah. And it was cool. Like, I mean, it made me feel like, like the name suggests, a predator. Like it was awesome. I always felt like that was a really cool thing. Um, and it's just, yeah. I mean, I'll, we'll jump more into that kind of stuff with Halo Four. But there's a lot of things like Halo Reach introduces that I think Halo Four improves, um, which will be fun to jump into here. But that's uh, that's the nice thing about Armor Lock, and that's what I really wish they would have continued to use it. And I'm still holding out hope that hey, maybe they'll revisit it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think and that just kind of comes to when, you know, we also criticize things is to be more constructive than just complaining because that's a situation where I feel like that was more of a pressure move to not include it, where if there was more constructive criticism back in 2011, 2010, 2012, we could have got something even more fleshed out that would have been even better. But, you know, I regress. I think I agree with you. That is a very under underappreciated element. But yeah, no, I think uh, you know, I've definitely hit this uh, piece where... Definitely, if you don't like something, I don't necessarily think they should completely remove it unless it's fucking ridiculous. Like, Armor Lock, it wasn't that ridiculous, but it was, I can understand to some people, upsetting. Uh, yeah, for sure. But I don't think it was good enough to fully remove. Like, if you could hold it forever, I'd be like, yeah, fuck that. Uh, I wouldn't say boot it, but I'd be the type of person where it's like, change it, like change it for the better. But I think you should implement these. So, you know, instead of like saying, Hey, you need to remove this. Like, Hey, this is how you can make it better. Like for instance, they made sprinting technically not unlimited. You have to have a, a timer with it, even with four, unless you had a certain ability equ equipped, but we won't even mention that. Um, exactly. But 
obviously you can only run for so far. And honestly, I think that makes you vulnerable because it takes you a second to bring up your gun and obviously you're going to get popped. And sometimes playing like a classic Halo fan while everyone's running around, you're going to get so many kills, especially. If- yeah. I mean, that's, that's the benefit. And I think that's the point. Cause I think I, I do see a lot of criticism from every Halo game with sprint, of course, with Halo reach too. like, like there's a disadvantage to sprinting. That's why you shouldn't have sprint. And for me, it's like, yeah, but I feel like, yeah, like you're saying there, like sprint gives you disadvantage. That's the point you get from point A to point B faster, but you let your guard down, you let your defenses down. Um, no, I think that's really good. And I really hope, uh, yeah. And it does seem like Halo Infinite's kind of bringing back that kind of idea with like the grappling hook and stuff like we've seen. Um, cause it's kind of going to kind of, kind of act like that in a way from what I understand. Um, so here's to hoping, you know, we see armor lock return in Halo Win- infinite in some form. Uh, that would be nice. And I guess technically it kind of did in Halo four with the shield, but it doesn't really count. <laughs> it doesn't really count. It was kind of, honestly, it was kind of garbage, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about the shield, <laughs> but it was cool. I think they should stop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine like when your homie's uh, just blocking the door while you've got someone behind them, like holding the flag, and you've got like another group of people hiding behind them. Like, pff, like we can do try to break past that. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's a cool thing. It is kind of cool. One of the things I like about Armor Lock, actually, um, it's not utilized too often uh, because a lot of people have. It has been a decade. Most people know this now. But if you get if you're an enemy and somebody's armor locking and you're right next to them trying to melee them, when if you complete the uh like if you hold it in and then it kind of explodes it'll either damage or kill the person standing right next to you which is cool i always thought that was like the coolest thing i was like dude hell yeah come here real quick come come try and assassinate me i'm gonna blow you up (laughs) yeah i i did like that because it's an emp burst so yeah it's emp burst um actually i don't know if it does kill you but i know it at least knocks your shields are down it'll kill you Oh yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I don't think it'll kill you if you have your shields up, but it'll knock your shields, and I think that's really oh yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, armor uh, armor lock super underrated. Uh, right there, John. I I, I do. Um, I mean, I have a different pick for myself, but I think you hit it right on the money there, my friend. I think you hit it right on jackpot. The money. Also, what's yours? Uh, mine is actually not a gameplay element. It, it's something I actually kind of said on Twitter, but I want to get more into it on the podcast just because it's easier. Uh, my favorite thing about Reach is how how in Halo Reach, at no point is the game referred to as Halo Reach. It's always Reach. Yeah. On the Xbox 360, you boot up the game. It doesn't say Halo Reach. It just says Reach. In the opening of the game, you know... You see your broken helmet. You got the headshot in there. It fades to right, and it just says "reach." There's no halo in it, and I, I don't know. For me, I was just like, I've always appreciated that, and I always kind of thought that was a really cool idea. That part of me kind of wishes they kind of did with Halo Four instead of calling it Halo Four, doing calling it Halo Requiem, and then in game just calling it Requiem because it's not about a Halo ring. Just like Halo Reach is about a Halo ring, it's about the planet Reach, and then you call it Reach. Halo Combat Evolved was on the Halo ring, so you called it Halo. Um, so I just thought, I don't know. I always really, really liked that and I appreciated that. And I think it was a good way for Bungie to kind of separate Halo Reach and the original trilogy um, a bit more by tone, by kind of just kind of referring it only to Reach. And the only reason why they had, they had Halo Reach on there 
was really for marketing purposes for uh, Microsoft. I think I read that too. I think they actually wanted to call it Reach, but Microsoft made them put Halo in the title for obvious marketing purposes. But I, I actually don't know if that's true. I think I remember reading that though. I, if it's not true, I'm sorry. But I, just I actually do think I remember reading that too, actually. I think, yeah, right. I feel like I do re- remember reading that, uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but either way, I've always really appreciated that. And my most recent playthrough that I'm almost done with right now, um, I actually uh, re- did the opening like three times just because I get chills every time. It just goes right, and it's reach, and it just expands, and it's just like it's it's kind of haunting um, because the white is so bright, dude. And it's like you know, a lot of times fading to black is like to be continued, but fading to white is like you're dying. And that's kind of how I always saw it is because Noble Six is dead and fades to white. Reach, go back in time. What happened? So I don't know. I always really like that. And then of course on the menus it said reach just. It had the you know the glorious background and then you just reach spread across the mountains. I don't know. I always thought that was really appreciated, underappreciated, just because I never really heard anybody talk about it. And I'm just like, dude, that is such a cool idea. I kind of wish they did that with Halo Four. Just call it Halo Requiem, and then in game just call it Requiem. I mean, it's 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 a title. It doesn't matter, but. Yeah, Guardians instead of that because it takes place on multiple planets, but it's about the Guardians. God, so calling it Halo 5 Guardians, just call it Guardians in the game. I don't know. I always thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Halo 2, but I don't know. I The sacred icon in Halo 2. The great journey for Halo 3. <laughs> I guess for Halo 2, it would be... Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the term? What's the term? What's the term? The schism. You know, a great schism. Yes, yes, yes. Kind of a spoiler for the first time, but technically they don't know what a great schism is. They don't know what it is until later. (laughs) Also, like if you haven't played Halo 2, dude, that's like one of the classics. Like if you played Halo 1 and you haven't played Halo 2 or if you've played Halo 3 and you haven't played Halo 2, why? Like, why? No kidding. Well, I was just more meaning for release of Halo 2 back in the day, like 2004 release. But no, I get what you're saying, though. If you haven't played Halo 2, if you haven't played Halo Reach, why? <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least for me, that's what I would say is just a little bit underappreciated. I think there's a lot of stuff that's underappreciated about Halo Reach. But I think for me, like personally, that's just something I'm like, bro, you got to talk about that more. It's just so cool. Yeah, dude. I I agree, dude. Yeah, I mean that kind of, I mean that's really, I mean that's Halo Reach for you, dude. I mean Reach itself, and that's kind of what I've been doing, like on Twitter with hashtag the Road to Infinite. Is I just refer to the game as Reach because of that, because I just think it's a, such a cool idea. I agree. I mean, it's definitely just Reach in of itself. So you know, it's well well put together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Damn, dude. Well, I, there's something I actually have been meaning to ask you. Um, how has that game impact your life? Yeah, so Halo Halo Reach, man. I mean, I kind of got into this a little bit before, um, but really that was kind of before the game came out. After Halo Reach came out, I mean, that was, that was massive because before Halo Reach, of course I was, you know, Halo was still my life. I, I Halo was everything. Halo, 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 Halo. 
Um, but that was that Halo Reach came in at a super important time when you know I was growing up and I was changing, but then Halo Reach was changing. Um, and alongside of that, I know it's kind of off topic, but it's with it as well. Is you know the Lincoln Park album called A Thousand Suns came out like I think it came out the same day as Halo Reach. And if you don't know, Lincoln Park is my favorite band. So with that, Halo Reach came out at the time where my I myself was looking at the world, di- beginning to look at it differently, and things in my life were starting to change. And with that, the things I followed the most started to change and adapt with me. And with that, you know, growing up, that really taught me a lot about hey, change can be good, and change is uh, change is just part of life. And for me, that just helped embrace and teach that lesson that you know change is not necessarily a bad thing and change is good um and i think with that i mean obviously the 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 amount of friendships i've made over halo reach i mean even with you i mean that's kind of one of the main things we bonded over and even the reason why the noble core was created was because of halo reach and halo reach coming to pc that's the reason why we called it the noble core was because noble team and we were kind of celebrating it finally coming to pc and that's like Halo Reach, um, it might not be my favorite Halo game. It just depends on the day, but um, it's a game that has impacted my personal life quite a bit. It's something that keeps teaching me different things, and even just going over um, Halo Reach again here today, like there's still things I, you know, just realized that are just genius about it. Um, like everything from Noble Six being your canon character to um, the way that. Uh, for our younger selves a decade ago, it kind of just turned our life into a specific direction um, that I think, you know, with Halo 4, Halo 5, and all the games since then, Master Chief Collection, that if it wasn't for Halo Reach, there's that chance that maybe Halo may have dropped off our radar. Maybe I wouldn't have been as much as a Halo fan because Reach what then bridged the gap between the original trilogy and 343's games and the continuation of the games. Um, so I think Halo Reach fills a very important role as far as how I've grown up. And it's, it, it really came at a very uh, important point in my life to where now I see everything differently and I'm okay with change and I'm very accepting of new ideas because of what Halo Reach brought to Halo, uh, which had evolved. But it hadn't evolved very this dramatically before. And I think that's just something that I, I really appreciate about Halo Reach. Uh, what about yourself? Definitely um, had an impact where, you know, just because everything's going south real fucking quick, like, you know, how I saw it was like the Spartans are doing their best to to make sure it's not as bad as it could have been. So, you know, you know, you can really read into that where, you know what, everything in my life is going real shitty right now. But you know what, if I point myself to um, a better direction or, you know, pushing myself to go a better way about it, fuck, it could be a hell of a lot worse if you didn't do anything about it. So, you know, I think that was yeah. a huge, huge deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm finding that glimmer and hope, you know, looking for that small hope. Yeah, that's that's a really good thing to get. And from. even, you know, like. One thing um, that I really stand by is people who've gone through the most suffering have definitely the most wisdom, have definitely, you know, one of the biggest pride, you know, like they're really almost like sometimes they can be really about themselves or, you know, it's, you know, can be very selfless. Like, you know, I need to help these other people. So, you know, 
just because you're going through a real rough time, you know, like you could be pushing on to something greater because you're, you're going through this struggle. Like you never know when that jackpot handle is going to pull right down. You're going to get that jackpot. Sometimes you got to keep reaching for it. So, you know, even though you're struggling, (laughs) I didn't even mean to put a reach fun in there. Damn. All I saw was you pointing at me and I was like, you motherfucker, those are super serious. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep going for it. So, you know, even if, you're struggling at the moment, you know, whether, you know, you sometimes even when you're struggling the most, when you give off advice to other people that could help them, you know, and in a weird way, that's like giving the package, you know, to uh, captain keys, you know, you're giving him the package. Like, you know, I'm delivering hope to you because this is a huge deal. So, you know, that could be looked at and interpreted in so many different ways. So I think that really pushed me to, like, you know, I'm, I'm meant for, for greatness. I'm meant for, you know, all these other things, you know, just because all of this shit's happening doesn't mean that it's going to be like in a weird way in vain. Like all I have to do is keep continuing just like the other Spartans did. Dude, that is, that is beautiful. That is poetry right there. Absolutely. Uh, I think you nail it right on the head there. And I think, yeah, Halo Reach does have a lot of life lessons as far as that goes. Um, when you look at it that way. So yeah, that's, that's really good stuff, man. I'm, I'm pretty proud. That just kind of, uh, came with flow. So hella. (laughs) And and, Hey, that's a good way to impact your life. And I know, you know, like I know, you know, Halo reach, you know, it it does teach a lot of lessons with that. I know that's probably something you carry with you every day. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, still like, you know, even hearing those drums, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm pushing through. And especially because, um, I think right now is a big opportunity because I'm pushing towards something that I've always wanted to do. And, and it's not specifically just one thing, like my new job, like I've been always wanted to do this, but it's not even specifically just yeah. that, like so many things that we're doing right now. I mean, fuck, even the noble core, like that's a huge deal. Like I've want, been wanting to do something similar to this for a long time. So the fact that I'm pushing towards this, um, you know, like those drums, it's like, you got to keep going. You've got to keep going. You can do this. It's like, it's, 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 the yeah. it's not the end. Yeah. The drums are so inspiring too. I mean, it really is just a very, like a very depressing thing, but the drums is your, you know, that's your soul pushing through, dude. Oh yeah, dude. And like, you know, even if you've hit those, you know, those gutters where you've got to, <laughs> you've got to listen to that lone wolf song. Sometimes you just got to. Just because you're defeated one day doesn't mean you're going to be defeated for your entire life, you know? Yeah, you lost the battle, but not the war. Exactly. That is that is like the perfect phrase for it. Yeah, you lost the battle of reach, but you didn't lose the human covenant war, man. And that's that's what's important. That's a good lesson to get from reach. It's that, you know, I, yeah, I've never looked at Boom, it that way. Dude, you, <laughs> man, you fucking, yeah, hell yeah. I, I, I don't even know what else to add to that. Like, that was just perfect like this blew my mind on the back of my skull dude <laughs> my eyes melted onto my cheeks after that that is amazing Damn, bro yeah that was um it's a good way to put it honestly like oh no i think that's what keeps me in- inspired in this halo universe like just like no nah, it's not time to give up not even close not even close dude right there man 
right in the field right, right in a good fields, way yeah dude i fucking i feel that <laughs> Uh, uh, man, absolutely. Well, I think it's fair to say, you know, we're both pretty thankful for Halo Reach. You know, what it's bring to us personally, what it's bring to the Halo universe. Um, John, do you have any final thoughts on Halo Reach? Um, absolutely phenomenal game. Uh, I know some of our viewers, um, you know, actually I know a couple of them that don't personally even own an Xbox. Uh, you know, they don't even have a PC, but I mean, if you ever get the chance or, you know, even know someone or hell, even if you have a phone that's able to play uh, xCloud, get yourself a controller or, you know, go hang out with your friend and, you know, just go play that game. Like it's, it's truly inspiring and it's, it's a lot of fun. Now, I think the best way to play it is to play through it super seriously, like fucking get into the feels like get with it like you're gonna get real sad about it but also after you beat that game you know definitely reflect but also replay it and do some of the fun easter eggs because then that's exactly how i played it i was like i'm gonna play this super seriously maybe once or a couple of times and then i want to find the easter eggs that make the game you know a little bit more light you know makes it more goofy makes it more fun and i think that makes it stick with you because obviously like a lot of people say life is shit, but you've got to have those fun moments to make it, you know, really remembering. So obviously like Dude. new Alexandria is a perfect example. It's getting fucking glassed literally as you're flying around doing these missions and you can show up at a DJ party. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's how the world's fucking ending. Dude, we're gonna go get drunk in the club. Let's fucking like, go. You know what? Like, and also that's that's another less lesson right there. Just because like everything's burning doesn't mean you can't enjoy it, dude. Hell yeah, I I, I love that. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's a good takeaway from Reach. That's a good that's a good takeaway. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, and I and I agree with that. I like I like what you said there about taking uh, taking Halo Reach seriously the first time you play it through because it's absolutely an experience that's gonna it's gonna bog you down, dude. It's gonna depress you. But I think by the end, you know, you're watching the credits there, and when you're listening to music and and you see where Reach ends at and what you've done to the Halo universe, and then you continue to combat evolve. I think you know. That was a brutal experience, but the pain that you endured to, to push forward, um, you know, brings you to a better place at the end. And I think that's a really good message, John. I appreciate it, homie. I mean, you've got yourself some good messages in there too. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see, you know, um, not only other ways that people see it, but even how similar, you know, people can view it. Even though we didn't know each other, we still felt in similar ways together because we played this game and we you know we felt this yeah that's that's one of the beautiful things about halo reach the way that it and and halo in general i guess i mean the way it brings people together people living on the other side of the planet might have the same experience with you and that's how you connect um i know we experience that every day on social media just talking about halo and uh you know every day in our personal lives that's how me and you met was through halo um and that's how the the podcast began was specifically halo reach which is um actually pretty poetic when you know we found out what next week is which is i'm i'm so excited for next week's you know if you guys uh are avid listeners please listen in uh next week we uh we plan on it being a pretty big episode it's a pretty big deal uh so yeah i i don't know i'm i'm super excited 
Absolutely, man. Yeah, for me, you know, you know, Halo Reach is it is one of the best games ever made. Uh, just like pretty much every Halo, every Halo. In fact, I would say every Halo is among the best games ever made. I think Halo Reach has a lot to teach. Just like you said, there, there's a lot of great messages inside of it. Uh, lots of fun to be had. Um, very, I think, very quality all around. Um, bring in very good change, and you know, I think at the end of the day, it is. It is Halo Reach deserves all the praise that it gets at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. That's Halo Reach. And that's our coverage on, you know, the road to infinite. The first step we're taking is through Reach, through the planet Reach, and onward to infinite things. We're reaching out for infinite. Oh, brilliant. Boom. Brilliant. <laughs> Dude, fuck yeah. I love it. I love it. Dude, we, we got a new hashtag now. <laughs> like it <laughs> uh well i guess this is our uh our conclusion so um like always we appreciate uh everything that we uh that we put together and we hope that you guys do enjoy uh grunt or tj to me uh know that we have a lot of fun doing this and we're pretty happy where it's going and i mean fuck next week's gonna be uh, a pretty cool ride so i'm i'm excited for what we've got planned for next week um very honored that you know, this is still going. I was, you know, when we first, you know, did something like this, we weren't sure how long it was going to go for us. You know, the fact that it's still powering through and fuck, we're, we're growing ever so slowly, but you know, it's, it's worth it. So if you feel like we're, you know, fun to listen to, or, you know, just something to just sit back and relax and listen to, please share amongst your friends. You know, we, we'd like to be there for them. But yeah. Uh, do you have any, have any words, DJ? Hey man. Like I said, I really appreciate everybody who takes the time to listen to our podcast every, you know, every week. You know, we're going back on the schedule of a pretty much a weekly podcast. Do expect a Road to Infinite pod, uh, episode around the end of every month leading up until uh, Halo Infinite. Um, pretty much the way we have it planned it out is it's really going to it's going to land us right there with uh, with when Halo Infinite launches, whether it be September or November, uh, which is fall this year. So uh you know, I mean, kind of with that, just be sure to check us out on Twitter, kind of our main social media page there. Um, you know, we're at The Noble Core. That's where you can find all of our episodes, any information. Uh, if we have any public questions, you know, we'll ask you and kind of answer that in the in the podcasts. Uh, be sure to follow my my friend here at John the Chief 117 uh, Genuine positivity coming from this guy all the time. Uh, really funny tweets too. He 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 made a couple of tweets before the the podcast that uh, <laughs> had me rolling. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's pretty it's pretty hardcore. Uh, John's a fucking uh, a legend like that. The chief himself. Dude, you're, you're a fucking <laughs> grunty legend, bro. <laughs> grunty legend. Give me like food new Twitter God. handle. <laughs> grunty legend. <laughs> hey, if I get suspended again for the fifth time, that's what it'll be. <laughs> Speaking of the new Twitter handle, I am at Infinite Grunt on Twitter. That's where you can find me. Um, additionally, I did want to share this as well. It's actually a new thing I created. If you guys go to Minds.com, um, it's another social media page similar to Twitter, but it kind of gives you uh, – it's not as bullshit as Twitter, uh, as in you're not going to get suspended for sharing uh, simple opinions. It's kind of a new social media that I'm trying out. Um, you can find me on there just at Grunt4500. Uh, it's very similar to Twitter. It's pretty easy, fun to use. Something I'm trying out for now just to see if it works out just kind of as, as a side thing. So if you guys want to try it out, it's free. You know, it's it's pretty easy to use and kind of worth using. Um, but, it, you know, 
aside from all that there, if you know, this is uh, this is something we want to share with the community and this is what we want to I mean, help the wait for Halo Infinite be a little bit less. Uh, what's the word? Uh, pure pain and agony. <laughs> so we just want to help spread the positivity about Halo and just kind of help uh, Halo fans who are kind of struggling, you know, with the wait. You know, kind of have be something to be appreciative about. You know, the positive energy, that's, that's kind of what we need right now. Um, so if you guys go on social media or Twitter, um, use the hashtag the road to infinite and share your favorite aspects this month of January through January of uh, Halo Reach. Um, and I'll be sure to pretty much retweet everything there. I want to share your guys' opinions. I want to have better discussions about Halo Reach through the month of January. I know there's only a couple days, like really only about 10 days left of January, but... Hey, you know, this is kind of just where we're starting off. So, yeah, again, use hashtag the road to infinite to share your favorite things about Halo Reach with us. Let's stay positive. Let's keep a good attitude. And uh, let's be very appreciative for Halo Reach this month as we as we approach uh, Halo Infinite. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then, I, you know, on top of that, if you enjoyed this, consider visiting informpixel.com. Um now, usually I wouldn't self-plug myself into an episode like this, except for the fact that actually I'm announcing this right now because I'm not actually going to announce it on social media. But um, I will actually be coming out every single month with a the Road to Infinite article that I'm going to be writing. The last week of every month it's going to come out. This week, which uh, it's going to be coming out within the next week. Uh, for the end of January, I'm going to have a whole article about Halo, uh, Halo Reach, You know what I appreciate about it written out so you guys can uh, soon enjoy a written version of everything there. Um, so yeah, again, that's informpixel.com. I'm Grunt4500 on there. Um, yeah, so just keep a, kind of an eye out for that as we kind of roll our way through the, the drought. <laughs> Onward to infinite. Onward. And this has been the Noble Core Podcast. We'll see you guys next month for the Road for Infinite. Halo Combat Evolved is the next game. And we're out. We're out.